What's up, fandom? I'm Josh, and I am joined once again by Jennifer. Jennifer's back, guys. Hello. And Jennifer, today we've got something special. Uh, why don't you tell everybody what we're going to be talking about today? So today we're going to be talking about the wonderful Netflix show Shadow and Bone. Uh, Netflix was gracious enough to allow us to watch it early, which I'm so very thankful for. Um, and so we're going to talk about that, how it relates to the books, and just nerd out in general because this is one of my favorite book series. And I'm going to be, I'm going to be uh, honest going forward. I honest, like, really had never really heard of the book series. I had heard of Six of Crows, but I had not heard of Shadow and Bone. So like I like it was one of those like when I think when uh, Six of Crows came out, it was one of those like it was all over the place at like Barnes and Noble and like Target. They had like all the displays for when Six of Crows came out, but I didn't know that it was part of a series. I mean, I, I'm pretty like I thought it was just like one of those regular like uh, teen YA type of genre books like Maze Runner and stuff like that. Um, so like, I didn't really pay it much, much mind. And then when I saw that they were doing a Netflix, I was like, you know, I'll, I'll give that a shot. And I'm glad I gave it a shot because my goodness, I was, I was thoroughly impressed with what this first season of this show gave me. Um, it's, oh, wow. Uh, so real, real quick, uh, we're, we're going to go spoilers, uh, spoiler heavy from here on out for, shadow and bone so we're gonna spoil book stuff i'm sure uh we're definitely gonna spoil the series um or the first season of the series so uh definitely check it out on netflix it's available now watch it and then you know come back to this episode or you know if you if you're on the fence like you've read the books but you're on the fence about the show we're gonna break it down for you it's 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 really it's really quite good so so jennifer to start how did you kind of get into uh shadow and bone yeah so uh like most book series that i read my best friend zoe actually recommended it to me um she recommended six of crows to me first and so that's what i started out reading um read that then moved on to the sequel to six of crows which is crooked kingdom and absolutely fell in love with those characters um, that is where in the show where we get Kaz, Jesper, and Inej. They're from the Six of Crows duology. So I read that, moved on quickly to Shadow and Bone, read that trilogy, and then continued my way through the other books in the, you know, in the Grishaverse. And I've read all of them except for like, I think there's two anthologies that they have now um, that are just kind of side stories to everything else. And it is so good. I highly recommend it. And just to be honest, the show is so similar to the first book that if anyone has any doubts, if you've read the books and you're, you know, sometimes live action adaptations of books are not necessarily the best. Uh, so if you're hesitant at all, I definitely say give it a shot. It is so good. Um, I was thoroughly impressed with everything. Nice. Um, I'll, I'll say from what I've, what I've seen, um, this makes me want to go and, and buy the books, which is going to be hard because I'm not really good about buying books. And then, I mean, I'm no, I'm great about buying the books. I am fantastic. Like, if there was an award for buying books that you want to read, but more than likely won't read, I'd be, you know, gold for sure. Like first place, that's me. Um, but yeah, it's like, I want to read this one and here like to me i think i may start with six of crows i may do what you did and start with six of crows because honestly i liked everything with kaz and uh is it inej is that her name mm -hmm. inej inej and jesper like that was my favorite part of this of this season and then i really liked the the nina and matthias parts and then after that, it was like, okay, yes, there's also Alina and Kerrigan and Mal and like th their story as well. But like the Crow story to me was the best of this season. And I think we had talked previously when we were, you know, thinking about doing this episode. Um, this is not in any of the books, correct? This is like a brand new Crows thing just for the series. Yeah, everything that you see um, in season one of the show 
happens prior to the books uh, for Six of Crows and Kirk and Kingdom. So this is all stuff that is brand new for the crows that we haven't ever seen before. Um, just because everything that happens in the Shadow and Bone trilogy, of course, happens before uh, the Six of Crows duology. So it was really interesting to see uh, how they incorporated those characters into this without, um, you know, without having to go into the stuff that we've seen or that we've read in the books. So it's really interesting how everything is intertwined. Um, What about like Nina and Matthias? Where, where, where is their story throughout this? Are they also like a brand new introduced for the series only type of people, or are they also like later on in the books? Um, So the, you see Nina in, um in the books for Shadow and Bone here and there. Um, it's been a while since I read the second and the third one. Um, so I can't remember exactly when we're first introduced to her, but she, um, her and Matthias are both heavily in, um, in Six of Crows and then in Crooked Kingdom. So that's where I first was introduced to them. And that's where you get most of the story. Um, but of course what we see in the show with, um, like Nina being captured and, um, her subsequent love story with Matthias, that is all stuff that happens in Shadow and Bone, like in that trilogy, but we're not necessarily privy to it. We don't see it unfolding. You just hear about it in the background. See, that's what I like. So it feels like they're giving, and, and that doesn't really happen a lot with a bunch of these adaptations for books. They're just like, here's the book. And that's what we're going to give you. I like the fact that they're giving you more backstory for these people that you've, you don't know. So if, if you've, if you're an only a book reader, then would you suggest watching this series just for like this, the series just for the backstory that you get with these characters? Absolutely. And the, the best part for me, I'm glad you mentioned how much you loved the Nina and Matthias stuff, because in the show, like it's there, but of course it's not the main story. It's stuff that's happening in the background. And so in the books, I really love Nina as a character. I loved her uh, relationship with Matthias and getting to see, you know, the prelude to all of that in the show was absolutely amazing. Um, it's Nina's a character that you don't see a ton of for the whole time because um, she is a side character but being able to give her and Matthias a bit of a spotlight is definitely worth watching the show for I, I also think it's great like the amount of comedy that is in this show like especially with the crows and the Nina Matthias like I didn't feel there was a lot of funny moments with Alina and Mal like there's not a lot of like funny haha bits there like mm -hmm. the funny ha ha bits are with everybody else. Right. Um, and I, I enjoy that. I think that's why I gravitated more towards their stories than with our main story. Just cause like, I like a little bit of that comedy, you know, intersected in with our, you know, like, Oh my goodness, craziness is going on. Um, and I, <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll go, we'll stay in the main, the main group, uh, our, our main, uh, what sun sun seer that's not it the, the alina is the sun summoner sun summoner um the sun summoner bit um for, first off i want to like want to say the way that this show looks is awesome i love i love all the outfit like the costumes are amazing like the grisha looks super cool um the first army looks cool uh the pe the regular people like the people in Ketterdam and they're like post-victorian outfits um phenomenal the way that all of the crows like dress like i like that anish has that uh cool like assassin blue like wardrobe that she has with like her thousands of knives mm -hmm. um i like th that to me like really like helps build the world um what about you like when you were reading the books like was this like what you were imagining Oh, absolutely. And what I enjoyed the most about like the costuming and just how everything looks in general uh, were the Grisha's keftas, which are like the robes that they wear. Um, so when reading the book, I read very fast. Um, and sometimes I don't pick up on a lot of details because I'm so I'm so focused on dialogue. So whenever I was reading, um, of course, I noticed that they have, you know, the different 
the different masters of the small science. So the um, the heart renders and the healers have the red robes, whereas the squalors and Fernie and Tidemakers have the blue robes. Um, I remember that, like the color differences, but I never noticed that um, like the embroidery on the keftas also had a different color. So for the heart renders and the healers, while they're both red, the embroidery on the kefta itself is a different color for each I guess each class, each, um, mm -hmm. you know, each house within that. So that was beautiful to see. And they're so well done. A personal favorite of mine, and one that I was looking forward to the most, is um, the black kefta that Alina wears. And this is mostly because I am a Darkling fangirl. I shouldn't be. <laughs> he's of <laughs> spoilers, he's a, he's like a, we he's said. A, he's, he's a, a bad, bad guy. <laughs> he is a like... bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like usually, I, and I will say what they do with this guy is like they do make him like semi relatable. Yeah, it's like he just wants like a home for like the Grishas. Like he doesn't, he just wants them to kind of stop being persecuted, and that's what makes a good villain. Like when you can empathize with the villain, you know you've written the villain very well. Yes, and and he has he has his purpose, um, and it's a good purpose. He just goes about it in very wrong ways. And so um, his color, of course, is black and his kefta is black and only the Darkling wears black. But then he, Alina has a black kefta and the gold embroidery on it is just absolutely gorgeous. And so being able to see that and um, just seeing Jessie Maylee, um, the actress who plays Alina, seeing her come out in that kefta was honestly jaw-dropping she was beautiful it was stunning so i was really excited to see that yeah it's oh man all the outfits in this like i'm just, i was just like watching i'm like good lord if this doesn't win some sort of award for you know costuming like that there's something right? wrong um and everything like my I, I will say i wish i had been barnes's hair like good lord almighty uh, oh, Prince dude. Caspian has the perfect hair for Kerrigan. And I'm yes. just like, oh man, like I see it and I'm like, oh, why not me? Why couldn't I have that hair? It'd be so nice. Oh, yes. Beautiful. And just, I, I don't know what I was picturing when I read the book for the first time. Um, but Ben Barnes definitely is the best person to play the Darkling. I could not think of anyone better just the the mannerisms his charisma everything about him draws you in and that's what he's meant to do and then you know crush your heart later yeah um what did you think about the um kind of like the the elements and like the the cg and everything in this series because a lot of like i will say the heart render stuff was super cool because like you don't get to see any of that it's all they, and I, I'm like, that's the perfect way for them to do that. Like, you don't have to have any sort of, and I feel like it's like, are the heart renders like a really big thing in, in the books? Cause like, I feel like the, they put them in the show and like show a bunch of heart renders a lot just cause it's like, we can do magic without actually having to show magic. Right. Yeah. They're a big part of the books. And I think honestly, it's because they're, um, one of the strongest fighters so of course um for people who don't know the heart renders um they, they can control the heart they can either speed it up they can slow it down make you pass out um they could make your heart explode if they wanted to so they're very offensive um in the you know the war type situations so i i think it was so good um just the way even the actors that are being affected by this you know it looks like they can't breathe They're, you know, their hearts mm. beating out of their chest. Like it was, it was so well done without having to have CGI effects. Yeah. But speaking of the CGI effects, what did you think about all the other Grisha? Um, Cause like we get a little bit of like the cool uh, fire tossing and everything that we get. We get a bunch of like, actually, I think we only get it like a couple times of people getting like blown backwards with like the force push type of, uh, whatever the blue people wear <laughs> like the mm -hmm. blue greases whatever like force yeah. like wind or whatever mm -hmm. um we get a couple instances of that we get a couple instances of the fire but we mainly get of the magic that we see is the shadow magic and then the sun magic we get a lot of that yeah i thought um 
the so this is one big difference from show to book in the books um the darklings like the darkness that he exudes and that he brings forth in the books is very much like a total darkness um that where you can't see um of course in the show being that we can't just completely black out the screen um his effects are more it just like makes it look really super overcast and and can bring in some dark um but it's not like pitch black um so that was a different adaptation that i wasn't expecting i was like is this is this as dark as it gets (laughs) it's supposed to like blind people i can still see everyone in this room what's happening yeah Uh, it is like the darkness means i just we just turn off we we take the lights and put them on dim yeah yeah exactly that's what it looks like um so i was a smidge disappointed in that i was expecting um some more total darkness but i understand from a visual perspective it's probably it's not something they could do they can't just black out the screen every time he does his thing yeah um alina's sun powers um i think were super cool whenever it was all focused in her hands um i thought the way it was done um the scene where she's with bagra um training and you know trying to actually learn how to use her powers were really cool um but whenever she like went like supernova um it the i didn't like the visuals as much just because it it really whited out her face um it looks like i don't know i'm very pale so like me stepping outside in the summer it's it was too bright and too like pasty kind of um but when they zoomed out to where it wasn't so focused, like on her face, I thought everything looked really, really good. Yeah, like I, 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 I liked the the. There was really only one part where I thought the the CG was not good. Um, it's it's when we have that flashback when Kerrigan goes and he cuts the heads off of all those troops. Yeah. And that I was just like, this looks bad. Like that was the only time <laughs> that I was just like, oh, this did not look good. But I love like his shadow blades whenever he would yes. do his you know thing and they would cut through. Like I thought that was like one of the coolest parts. I was like, oh man, that would be a cool power. Like that would be super fun to have. Um, yeah, that's super cool. And it's something directly from the books. It's called the cut. Um, and it's, you know, it takes uh, a lot of skill to master that. And we only ever see him do it once uh, in the book, at least in the first book. Um, so, and that's the scene that you see in the show whenever he's um, rescuing Alina from the, from the Druskel trying to capture her. Mm. Yeah, we got it three times in the show. No, we got like four times in the show. Did we get it more times? I don't remember. Like we, we get it, we get it that time when he rescues her when he fights kaz oh uh, yes i forgot about that part where he cuts the 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 barrel gets like cut in half the barrel yep uh he kills the bad guys uh he cuts all their heads off then uh he kills the stag and then again he like shoots it at kaz and jesper when and then i guess it knocks jesper out and like then kaz goes to like use his cane and save uh Finish. oh man now i'm like i can, I gotta rewatch it i don't remember <laughs> well conveniently it's available on netflix now you can go and watch it uh yeah it, i like i i it was one of those like i paid attention to that because i was like i thought that was really cool so i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna watch this i'm gonna pay attention to these little bits um casting wise i think everybody was phenomenal like i i don't think i could i i couldn't cast that better everyone was great uh, who who did you who did you did you have like a favorite among the cast? Um, I mean, I love them so much. Um, Ben Barnes just because I love the Darkling, and Zoe will make fun of me for this all day long because whenever she recommended the books and I I was about to start this, she was like, "You're gonna love him, but I hate him." <laughs> <laughs> and so I I think Ben Barnes did a phenomenal job. Um, but I also really fell in love with Nina more than I had in the books. Um, Seeing her portrayed and the actress for her, Danielle, just did did such a great job bringing her to life and using those comedic scenes like you were talking about um, to lighten up the series because it is so dark and sad at Mm -hmm. times. Uh, So seeing her, honestly, my favorite 
probably has to be the casting for Inej. Um, once you read the books, you are going to fall in love with her more than you have. Like, uh. that character is so cool. She has such a great backstory. And all of her interactions with Kaz are absolutely phenomenal. Um, like, I was watching that, and I'm like, oh my gosh, if you guys don't get together, I'm just going to, like, burn down Netflix. Like, it was one of those, like, I'm just sitting there waiting, and I'm like, man, you guys are, like, perfect. Just, just, like, I know it's probably too early for me to ship, but I'm like, guys, please. You're literally on a train together and a ship together, and there was a goat. Like, that's like... <laughs> Jasper's goat. Pit Jesper's goat is amazing. Milo? Is the ghost name Milo? I think so. <laughs> when Milo came back and was just like grazing and like at like the first army headquarters and like Mal's like, hey goat, come here, and like uses the bullet to like I was like, this is perfect. This is the best, like best supporting actor is Milo the goat. Like, for sure. <laughs> I wanted that goat in every scene. He was I a great emotional somehow... support goat. Oh, definitely. I wanted I wanted Milo somehow to be on the ship that they were all on. Uh, I, I somehow Milo was going to show up in that backpack when Kaz is like, "Here's a change of clothes and a goat." Like I was hoping that the goat was somehow going to like. If we don't see the goat season two, I'm going to cry. Like the goat needs to show up somewhere. Just a random goat in Ketterdam. Just a random goat in Ketterdam. Like you just see. A goat come out of like the void or what, what do they call it? Uh, oh, crap, the fold. <laughs> the fold. You see, they just like this random goat like walk out of the fold, and you're like, oh, Milo. Like that would have been like the best like after credit scene, I think, is if you just see this little goat walk out, and it's like, oh, he's come for Jesper. Um, when you mention the fold, it brings me back to what we were talking about earlier about the like the CGI. Um, the Volcra, oh, God, they were Ooh. terrifying. They were absolutely they were terrifying. So, they were so cool looking. I was like, ooh. Yeah, they they were absolutely creepy. And um, I can't remember if they discussed this in the show or not, but the cool thing, I liked how they were, like, obviously not human uh, because they are definitely a creature. Um, but... But they in the used book, to be humans. They used to be human, yes. Um, the Whenever the Darkling did his bad things and, and created the Fold, those were, like, all the Volcra are people that were, you know, in that area whenever it expanded and it, you know, twisted and turned them and, and created these creatures. But they used to be human. Yeah, and we get a little bit of that because, like, uh, when his mother is telling... Alina, you know, everything that he did, uh, telling everything that, you know, Kerrigan or Alexander did. Um, then when we do, we see the flashback, he starts turning them and they do start kind of changing shape a little bit. Um, and then the void comes in and like swallows everything. So like, I did like that they did kind of give that. And so you do get to see a little bit of that. And I was like, okay, this is, this is pretty dope. This is a cool, this is a cool aspect here. Mm -hmm. um, what would you say for CGI? What was your favorite? Did you say what your favorite part was? Uh, for the CGI? Mm, I liked, I liked the light effects of like, whenever, you know, we, we were accessing the sun um, I liked it when it would do that explode out. Like, it reminded me a lot of, like, you know, sci-fi stuff where they do, like, the sci-fi map, and here's the map of the entire galaxy. Like, it reminded me of that a lot. Mm, so, like, mm -hmm. I liked it whenever they did those scenes. Like, part of me was like, oh, they're going to be like, oh, here's a planet. Uh, and they never did. <laughs> but, like, I, I, liked, I like that, you know, aspect of when, like, they're like, all right, computer, show us corsica three and it goes like that and like whenever she would do the like that uh i thought that was cool i did like uh when they were in uh the fold and they use the light to kind of like show us the way like mm -hmm. basically part the red sea i thought that was a really cool thing and i like i like zelina she was like why don't we just do this just like have this go through and then we're good 
Like, and then you're like, oh yeah, no, it's because Alexander is terrible. Yes. And the thing that controls her is the, um, the stag antlers. And that leads, that's my favorite scene is whenever the, um, the fabricator David David puts that so who, uh, puts from, the stag. If, if, you, if you guys what? watched the second series of the BBC version of Skins, he plays Freddy, the main character. Sorry, go ahead. You're fine. Um, whenever he's, I don't know, fusing the antlers into her collarbone, I, whenever I read the books. Um, it's not quite described, at least to me, I didn't imagine it being like an actual, like, like the, the antlers, you know, sinking into her skin and fusing with her own bones. Um, uh, so for me, that scene was probably my favorite, you know, special effect was seeing that fused into her and, and how you've got the little points sticking out on either side. Like it just looked so cool, so painful, but just, just so absolutely cool. I know, like, when I was like, you guys should get her, like, a shawl or something. Like, get her some <laughs> fur to, like, cover that up. Because, I mean, that looks not fun. Um, Real quick, is there something going on between, like, David and Jinya? Because, like, there was a lot of, like, looks being shared the entire series. When they were, like, the couple episodes that he was in, there's a lot of, like, looks being shown, like, thrown around. So I'm like, is that is that a thing? Yes, that is a thing. Um, there we go. It comes about, um, it's not in the first book. You get a lot of those, uh, like you see in the show, like the looks. And David is very much uh, an anxious, not good around women little butterfly. And, you know, Genya is absolutely beautiful. And, you know, he's intimidated. But she... She's used to getting such a, you know, all this high praise for her beauty and he pays her no attention. Um, and so in the first book, we just get the, those interactions back and forth. But, um, you know, Genya confides in Alina and tells her that she likes David and all that, you know, cute stuff. Um, but later on in the series, they do get together uh, eventually. That's good. That makes my heart happy. Uh, I did like... Yeah, like, again, like, the funny stuff, like, Ben Barnes only, like, he gets, like, one, like, good little, like, comedy bit, and it's with David. It's, like, right after, like, the crows steal their carriage and, like, punch <laughs> David out of the the car. Uh, and, like, he's he, like, raises his hands and, like, he's like, you don't have to raise, what? Yeah, like, I thought that was funny. Like, little bits like that in the show, just, like, little one-off little comedy bits, that's the stuff that sticks with me because I'm like, huh, that's funny. Like, just <laughs> stupid stuff like that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that, that made me giggle when he's just, like, he, like, raises his hands. But, yeah, you don't have to raise your, your hand. Okay, just what is it? Like, I thought that was great. <laughs> <laughs> oh man what's okay so we've talked a lot about the stuff that we liked um haven't really talked about the stuff that we haven't like was was there something in the show that you wished would have been more in the books because i know we talked about how the books uh, or like the, the the series is pretty much the same as the show uh is, was there anything that you know you wish would have been added something that they could have expanded upon um, that we didn't get to see this first season? Oh, man. I know I it's don't... a broad, hard question. That's a very hard question. Um, I don't know that there's anything that I would have added. Um, like I was saying before, like one of my favorite things that they did add was all of the interaction with Nina and Matthias. Um, Matthias is beautiful. And, oh, my goodness. Um... Because like like, his name is like... <laughs> Callahan Skogman. I probably butchered his name, but I'm like, bro, you are a very pretty man. Like, good lord. Yeah, he's he's very he's very very pretty, and so I was glad to get a lot of a lot of screen time with him. Um, that's honestly probably my favorite thing that they added. Um, if I could say, if there was anything that I wanted a little more, um. 
maybe some more of that tension between Kaz and Inej that's so apparent in the books. Like, I'm happy that you caught on to it. Um, I won't spoil anything for you because it's one of my... Oh, please, please don't. Because, like, if they don't get together, like I said, I may cry. <laughs> Let's just say... So, whenever Zoe, you know, introduced me to the books, and she, of course... Um, so, she let me borrow Six of Crows before... Um, right before Crooked Kingdom came out. And so I read the book and then while I was reading it, I, I think like that next week Crooked Kingdom came out. So she was reading it immediately. And when she handed it to me, she was like, I need you to text me when you get to the part. And I'm like, oh, what no. part? And and she's giddy you know, about this. And she, I'm like, what part? And she's like, oh, you'll know. <laughs> And boy, did I ever know what part she was talking about. Like, it is, like, the tension is palpable. Like, you could cut it with a knife. And so, that's what I love about their interactions is, and you'll learn, when you read the books, you'll learn more about Kaz and why he walks with a cane and why he always wears gloves and, and all that stuff about yeah, who like he is when, as a character. Like when he was taking off the gloves, like the first time that we see him washing his hands in that basin, I was like, there's something here. There's got to be something with the, with the gloves. Like he's probably, he's, he's either got like a hand leprosy or something, just really <laughs> dry skin. I don't know. But like, we, like the fact that they, they zoom in on that, um, mm -hmm. him taking off the gloves. I was, it's like when they did that in Jojo Rabbit, when they zoomed in on Scarlett Johansson's shoes a lot. And I was like, this is going to mean something later. Spoilers. It does. Uh, it does. It did. It did does. Um, but yeah, like, so like they showed the gloves and I'm like, oh, are we going to learn about the gloves? But we didn't learn this season. I'm like, cliffhanger. Going to learn about these gloves later. Yeah. Eventually you will learn about the gloves. And it's honestly my favorite story from the whole verse is six of crows and crooked kingdom it is so well done and you i mean you could read that and stop there like it is so 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 good um so like i was saying if they could added a little bit more interaction between kaz and inej and and that that tension because it's there it is definitely there um that would honestly be the only thing that i would add everything else was just so good it was it was so perfect for a first season like I um, I told people, I was like, if you had your hopes up before, keep them there. Like, keep those high hopes because this show completely matches it. Oh, see, that's good. That makes me... Well, I can't go get it at Target. Apparently, it's not sold at that store, which is any, any Targets near me. Well, that kind of stinks. I'll check out Half Price. I mean, I have them if you want to borrow them. You can always buy oh, them later. But it'll be so far. Like, when are we going to see each other? <laughs> I mean, you can drive to me. You're probably a 20-minute drive. Oh, uh, you know what? That's actually quite fair. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have to go to Sprouts tomorrow for for stuff because, like, I went today and they didn't have any. So I got to go tomorrow. I got to. It's one of those, like, meat items that they only have, like, they have the, okay, they have these really cool, like, Jamaican jerk shrimps. <laughs> and they only make, like, X amount a day. And I went too late today, so I didn't get them. Um, but I've only ever seen them sold on weekends. So mm. I know they sell them on weekends. So I'm going to go tomorrow morning, like right when they open, and hopefully grab some of these shrimps because they're delicious. Um, awesome. But yes, yeah, so I'll be right next to Half Price. And if they don't have any at Half Price, then I will definitely hit you up to borrow them. Yeah, absolutely. I, you're the per the type of person I'm willing to loan my books to. I'm not willing to loan Aww. them to everybody. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, hardcover or paperback? Uh, they are hardcover. There At least go. for that's Six the, of Crow and Crooked Kingdom, do it. they're hardcover. That's the only way to do it. Like I, when real? I bought Shadow yeah. and Bone, they have a paperback trilogy that have these really cool like foil designs on the cover, like they're shiny, yeah. like the letters and stuff are shiny. So I bought those. Um, because I bought it as a complete trilogy, but I they released Shadow and Bone as a collector's edition, and Zoe got that for got that for me for like my birthday or Christmas one year. So oh, nice. that one's hardcover, and it is it is beautiful. It's like it's like gold lined pages, and 
It's Ooh. oh, it's so pretty. See that that stuff I like. Um, yeah. So yeah, I guess I'm gonna have to do six of crows. Getting gonna go ahead and rip that rip that bandaid off and just do it. Just do it. It's it's just worth it. it. Yeah. It's absolutely worth it. And they're not, I mean, they're not terribly long books. I think they're like... Yeah, like 350 pages. That's not bad. Something like that. Not too big. Um, the There are other books in the series that get quite large. The most recent is called Rule of Wolves. And um, it's a story about a character you haven't met yet. Um, but it's like 700 and something pages. <laughs> Good lord. Oh, wow. I like how they have... Um, oh, I like how they call it the Grishaverse. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So there's the Shadow and Bone Trilogy, the Six of Crows duality, Duology, the King of Scars Duology. Mm-hmm. And then there is a book that they came out with um, at some point called Language of Thorns. It's uh, like one of those anthologies I was mentioning um, I ha I got that recently. I haven't read it yet. Um, but then um, I don't know if you remember from the show, but whenever she, whenever Alina is in the library and she is perusing and then the apparat walks in. And by the way, he's very creepy. He's very creepy in the book. So they did a great job of portraying that in the show as well. Um, but he talks about... Um, like the 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 book about the saints that children get, uh, that young Grisha get whenever they, um, you know, when they first come to the little palace and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was sometime last year, whenever the um, whenever the collector's edition came out, they also came out with the book uh, Lives of Saints. So it's that book that they talk about in the book um, oh, come to nice. life. So it has uh, different stories about all the different saints. Um, that like you know that they didn't mention in the show and in the and books. all of them die terribly. Yes, I mean, what is a saint without being martyred? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really good. I was like, yeah, that's that's very true. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, I I will say like all of the, I am very fascinated about the religion of the show because it doesn't delve or at least the show doesn't delve too too deep into like the religion of the show do the books do it a little bit more because like that's something like i'm really fascinated in to a degree um they the apparat who is a religious figure um play starts to play heavily into the second and third books um in the trilogy and it's all because you know people think that alina is a saint um because she can do something that no one ever has ever done before so they call they mm -hmm. start calling her the sun saint uh sancta alina and so that whole aspect of religion comes forth in the second and third books because there are people worshiping her as a saint um there's you know just whole groups of people coming together and you know and worshiping her that that weren't religious before so that's really the kind of the extent of how religion plays into it there's of course people like um like inej is very religious and um i don't know if you know this or not all of her knives are named after saints oh i didn't know that but i liked how you know when alina does give her a knife and i was just kind of like why do you have a knife but whatever um like when she gives her a knife like at the end of the end of the last episode mm -hmm. and she's like i know just what to name it and i'm like yeah well Yep, that knife becomes uh, Sancta Alina, and um, when you read Six of Crows and uh, Crooked Kingdom, she'll reference that that knife. So that's a, a little sneak peek for you. That's awesome. Yeah, like I liked. I kind of I just want more Six of Crows. Like I I if it, it makes me sad that there's only two books. Like, to me, I'm just like, oh, man, that should have just been a whole, like, 17-page, like, 17-book series. Right. That's that's my biggest hope. Um, I don't know if Lee Bardugo is done with this universe, um, but I really hope that she continues and, and does another uh, another Crows book. Because they, 
there's so much more to be explored than where mm -hmm. we left off. And even um, with the King of Scars duology, you they reference Kaz and Inej and, and Jesper. And so we they're still a part of the world and we may see them a time or two, but it's, you know, it's not its own series. They're not, they're not main characters by any sense of the word. So I really hope that she writes more, more crows books. Um, are we like in, in those, in those two books, do we get the backstory of like how these three like come together? Does that happen in either six of crows or the, the sequel? I, I know we know we learn how, uh, Inej came to be part of the crows. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head if we if we see how Jesper falls into everything. Okay. I was like, I, I, honestly, I was like, very I focused love, on Inej the whole time. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I would love that book of just like how Kaz got these people together to go and I'm guessing a heist. Yes. Uh, like, and, oh man, like anytime <laughs> they're, they're both heist, heists. Like I love heist books. I love heist movies. I love heist anything and everything. And when they were like, we're going to do this heist thing. I was like, oh heck yes. Like when they break into the, the, the one, like, I don't know, like the records place to steal the blueprints for the little palace. I was like, this is so good. Mm -hmm. Like I was, I, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, well, then you'll enjoy uh, Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom because there's each book is its own heist. That's perfect. Uh, oh, you know what? Actually, I have Audible credits. I may just get them on Audible. Oh, but no, you need physical paper. You need to smell the pages. <laughs> the experience yeah. is so different. I can't. I can't do audiobooks. But why? I don't have the attention totally... span. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It's it's a lot easier when you're driving. Like if you if you if you have a way to like the drive from California to Oklahoma, I went through. It was perfect for Audible because I was just like, yeah, this is great. This is a 16 hour drive. Oh heck yeah, this is perfect. Just like oh. pop in, go through like two books. It was great. <laughs> See, I would forget that I was driving because I'm paying too much attention to the book. That's why well, that's why I can't I mean, do audiobooks. Like I'd have to well, lay there and close my well, eyes. That's the and thing. Listen. Like there's nothing in like that that drive of I forty is so long and boring that it's literally just straight. Yeah. <laughs> you and can so tune out like, for a little bit. Yeah, you just literally just like tune out, just like make sure that your eyes are on the road and that like, you're paying attention to the gas every once in a while. But yeah, other than that, like yeah, you can just like especially when you get into like Texas and it's just like nothing's there. Yeah, that stretch between like New Mexico, uh, Texas, and like the western half of Oklahoma is so terrible that it's like, yeah, just anything, anything to like dull the fact that it's just flat and there's nothing there, and everything is brown, like like that, that dead tan grass brown. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. So what we what we usually do on on this uh, on the on the podcast is we rate things. So um, the way that we do our rating system now is we do a uh, would you stream it? Stream it's kind of like uh, well, there's pass, but I don't think either one of us are gonna pass on this. Um, there's stream it, which is you don't pay for it. Like you would just you know stream it like you normally would, like on X. You wouldn't pay anything extra for it. Uh, rent it where you know you, you know how renting works you we you know get it for x amount of time frame uh then there's buy it so what would you do with this first series of of uh, of shadow and bone would you stream it rent it or buy it oh i would definitely buy it i would buy it for you i would buy it for my other friends <laughs> like buy it multiple times like that's that's how much I enjoyed it. That's how much I want to hype it up. Like, I, I haven't enjoyed another show so much in so long. Like, my soul needed this kind of fantastic show to watch, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna rewatch it again and again and again. Like, it's, I buy it. 
buy it 10 times over at least. I'm I'm also in the buy it mainly because I I hope that they're they they do release it which Netflix doesn't tend to do all the time um but if they do I want to see like the behind the scenes stuff cuz we have that scene where um Kerrigan has just like like the the stags antlers have just implanted into Alina and he like uses her power for the first time and mm-hmm. it's just like this the music is swelling and he's like in this like ecstasy like look and i want to be like i just want them to like i wish i would have been on set that day because i want to hear exactly what the director is telling ben barnes to do there mm-hmm. like all right grab a wrist okay good good now look off to the left look off to the right you're starting to feel the power you're getting that ecstasy now i want you to look up and it's the best thing ever like that's what i want like i i would love to hear that just because it's so weird looking that whole entire scene Mm -hmm. but i'm like oh man it was it was it was it's a good scene but it just looks so weird like if you were to take it's one of those like if you were to take all of the music out and do that thing where like people do a weird audio deal and they like insert like coughs and like the shoes going like screech 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 like that i would love to see somebody do that scene because i'm sure it's ridiculous he's just like ah it's like what is this but no yeah sorry uh all that rant to say yeah it's a buy for me too like i i want to own this especially if the the blu-ray or the 4k comes with cool foil oh yeah like a cool like shadow and bone and like foil that would, that would be, be so nifty. cool. Also, we didn't really talk about it, but that deer looked dope. Like, that was a cool-looking deer. Oh, the stag is beautiful. Like... His cool little antlers. Oh. Everything I could have imagined and more. Like, they... The creators and just, you know, taking Lee's vision and doing with it what they will. It was... Oh, it was so good. I, I am in awe by people's creativity and and the vision that they can bring forth i could never have come up with something like that yeah oh i mean i would like to know because like according to imdb it's like i lee wrote the novels but she's also in here for like unknown episodes as like a series like she's got series writing credits mm-hmm. so she I also shows how... up in the show really? she makes a cameo uh, whenever she first gets, or whenever they get to the little palace, and um, they, the Darkling and Alina go before the king and queen. Mm-hmm. When Alina, when they're done doing their light show, and Alina turns around, the the blonde woman in a purple kefta, who hugs her, the first person her, to hug her, that's oh, okay, that's, that's awesome. Lee Bardugo, that's the author. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's dope. Like, I I would like to know if she like had a big like a big hand in writing all of these backstories like the these these two stories that we don't really get that are not part of the books but are in the show i want i would like to know how much of a a hand she had in writing those oh i'm something to ask her lee if you're listening please come on what we want we would like to chat and some signed copies of the book (laughs) but mainly we would like to chat I there was actually um out in towards the end of February IGN had their fan fest um and they I think it was um Laura Prudom interviewed Lee and Ben Freddie Archie who else Amita and Kit um the core six of them um she interviewed them and I think Lee talks about a little bit how much of the writing she had to do with. I'll send you that link so you can watch it later. Yeah, um, that would be very interesting. But it's a watch. it's a very cool interview, and of course, like every like all the actors, the main like the main five or six, they they read the books, so they did their research. Um, and there's some really cool tidbits that you get from that interview as well. That's awesome. Um, oh, uh, so before we end, um, did you happen to, there was a Hollywood Reporter, um, article that came out yesterday 
um, or yesterday when we filmed this, did, did you happen to see that article where it talks about how much the Amazon Lord of the Rings one season is going to cost? Uh, yeah, like, what was it, 300 and something million dollars? 465 oh. million dollars for one season. That's insane. Like, are you, like, doing, a, a like, a Jurassic Park thing and making a real dragon? Like, I don't know what you're doing in the show, <laughs> but something crazy. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> Oh, definitely. Oh man, uh, but Jennifer, this was fun. This was uh, this is a fun episode. We should do another one. When, uh, like I said, when Lee comes on, we'll have her on. We'll we'll talk to her and we'll do a whole we'll do a fun thing. <laughs> yes, of course. We'll have we'll have just such a nice chat and an interview, and it'll be great. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Lee, like I said, you're listening. You know, hit us up. Uh, but yeah, uh, this was this was fun, Jennifer. Where can like you, you big on the social medias? Like, do, do people could people find you on the socials? Yeah, I'm on the socials. Um, I can be found on Twitter at Mrs. MRS Seals sixteen. Uh, I'm also hanging out on Instagram, um, Bowen Gotham over there. So feel free to to come out, watch me post pictures of my beautiful makeup. Um, you know, come say hi. There we go. And uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. You can find the podcast on Instagram at What's Up Fandom, on Twitter at What's Up Fandom PC for podcasts. All of our episodes available, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and on our website, animationstationpodcast.com. Thanks to uh, Wild Bill Soda for sponsoring this episode. Um, get some delicious craft soda from Wild Bills. Uh, you can go to our link in the show notes and get 10% off your purchase or use code FANDOM10 at purchase. That gets you that 10% off. Because guys, what Wild Bills did is they canned them for the fandom. That's right. I stole that from Ezra. Canned them for the <laughs> fandom. Just because it works out really, really well. Um, and thanks to 1 out of 10 for the intro and outro for this episode. Um, definitely check them out on Spotify. They just had a new, uh, little mini album drop. So yeah, check them out. They're, they're awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks. Thanks so much, Jennifer, for coming on and uh, chatting with me. Of course. We'll do it again soon. Definitely. So for What's Up Fandom, I'm Josh. And I'm Jennifer. Bye everybody. Bye.